Hi, I'm Sam Garland. I'm an actor in Brooklyn, New York, and I believe that everyone on this planet is deeply creative. And not only that, I believe that engaging with our creativity is what connects us to our humanity and to our divinity. Whether it's starting a business, homeschooling your kids, cooking, painting, dancing, writing, acting, knitting, gardening, we are all called to express ourselves in myriad, incredibly unique ways. These are our gifts to the world. And yet, and yet, most every artist suffers terribly from self-doubt, from fear of public humiliation, from being too hard on themselves. That's certainly been my journey. I've done a lot of work on why my brain attacks when I'm being creative and how I can let this thing that I'm called to do out into the world. I'm still figuring it out, and I invite you to join me. Hi, my friends. Uh, Welcome back to episode 12 of Be Your Own Damn Muse. I am sitting here laughing at myself because I've been trying to hit record for 15 minutes now. And I'm obsessing about everything. I'm obsessing about my mouth feeling too dry and worried that if it's like, if it's dry, then I swallow and it sounds really loud in the mic. And I'm like, oh, I should stop drinking tea and drink water. And then it's too hot. And then this is wrong. And then I'm sitting 15 minutes, guys, 15 minutes. And finally, I was like, all right, everything is fine. Everything's as good as it's going to get. But I will say this. If you guys have been following since the beginning, I've been talking about the journey of doing scary things, scary creative things, i.e. this podcast, and how it started off really scary. Uh, And there's a hilarious, I think, third episode where I first published and then kind of gave you an insight into my brain freaking the F out. And it's such a fascinating thing, right? Because it's a bit of a roller coaster. There are days when it's really hard and days when it gets better and days when you solve something about what's scary about it and that makes it easier. And... And I thought I had like solved things. I thought I'd gone over the hump and things were kind of going to be smooth sailing from now on. And what's fascinating is that I went on vacation last week, which was such a joy. I got to go to Seattle and visit a really dear friend and her three adorable little children. And I'll tell you right now, cuddling and reading books with toddlers is like the best cure to spending a year alone during the pandemic. Um... So that was really nice. And I think vacations are so important. It's so great to step outside of your routine. It's so important to like, you know, we don't notice the habits and the patterns and the things that we're doing both good and bad until we step outside of them and sort of completely change up our routine and see, see what's working for us. And it was a really nice mental break, but what I always forget So I recorded a podcast before I left because I knew I wanted to be able to publish while I was away. So like I had one in the bank and I was like so proud of myself. I was like, I got this. I'm doing it early. It's going to be available. I can take a break and know that it's going to like still be serving my community. So fucking proud of myself. And then I got back and I was like, oh, I forgot that coming back from a vacation is really rough. That, um you know, there's sort of like the Monday blues of like, oh, getting back into the grind and that kind of stuff. And there's also a lot, for me at least, deep contemplation about what did I learn from taking a break? What patterns do I want? What do I want for myself going into the fall? I'm sort of doing some revision of my goal setting and really thinking about things. And the other thing that gets really tripped up, which I have to remember more often, is 
I sort of have a lot of routines that deal with anxiety and with fear kind of every day. I'm always journaling. I've always got a planner. I've always, I'm kind of thinking about what do I want to be doing and why does that feel hard or scary and what can I do to make that less hard and scary? And that to me is sort of the the price of showing up for the life that I want, right? I just want to be in constant conversation. And when I go on vacation, I take a break from that for the most part. And it's nice. It's freeing. But it means when I come back, it has sort of like doubled down. Like there is a <laughs> there is a backup in what is it like a traffic jam on I-9 or something like that. There is just there's extra stuff. There's extra unprocessed fear and anxiety. And I feel like if you're not in a daily habit of wrangling your own craptastic brain, um, it can kind of feel overwhelming to get back into it. And so I think that's sort of what made this week hard is it was so nice to be away. It was so nice to have no expectations. It was really nice not to be yearning for anything more, wanting anything more and not really confronting my fears. And I was like, oh, but I really want this. I really want to make a podcast. I really love this community that I'm building. I love talking to you guys. I love what I'm putting out there. And that means I've got to face my shit, my stuff that says, you suck. You're not ready. This is terrible. Nobody cares. Shut the fuck up. It's just the stuff. And from all the coaches that I follow who do big, scary things and who inspire me, I'm learning that Unfortunately, that voice never really goes away. And those who are really successful are the ones who get good at hearing it and going, I hear you and I'm going to do it anyway. And so, so much of the work is making peace with the fact that like those are just thoughts and you can have those thoughts and you don't have to feel the way that they may want to make you feel, right? Those thoughts are intended to make you shrink and not do the scary thing. And that's just your habit brain trying to keep you safe. And you can hear those thoughts and go, oh, Jesus, that's a sign. I should really shut the fuck up. Or you can hear them and go, oh, yes, hi, that brain. Totally get what you're about. I can hear you and not agree with you. And I can minimize you and find other thoughts to think like, this is really important to me. And I'm okay with it being imperfect. And I'm willing to try. And I promise I will delete this episode if it's really, truly terrible, <laughs> which is always my go-to, you know. So... That is this week's journey on recording a podcast and doing the big creative scary thing. Um, but what I really want to talk about is um, the power of motivation and being a sucker for stickers. So I have this kind of ongoing joke. I've been saying this for years because I remember being in a writing workshop, boy, boy, maybe like 10 years ago, and I would bring stickers with me. And in fact, I'll go further back because I remember being a kid and taking piano lessons. And my piano teacher, uh, whenever I saw him, would put little gold stars on my um, on my exercise book when I did my exercises and brought them in. And the thrill of a gold star, I can't even, guys. Like It's kind of silly how excited I get about gold stars. I'm like, this is the best. Um, but hold on, because I got science to back it up. So I just thought I was a nerd for um, stars, and I was really okay with that. And then it became this thing of like, actually, when I went on vacation uh, in April, I went into a Michael's art store, um, which already is an orgasm. I love that place. It's so fun. And I went in and I went and bought stickers specifically um, because at the time I was doing a daily planner and I had just started and it was a new habit. 
And I was journaling sort of regularly, but it was still hard to do. And one of the things I started doing was putting stickers down every time I journaled and putting stickers on my planner when I completed it. And and I, I realize now I've been doing this for years where I go and they're, they're not stars anymore. They're often actually they're like flowers lately and pretty animals. Um, I get all different kinds, but whatever like lights you up. And and what I'm learning is that there is a reason this works and it is because it gives me a dopamine hit. And And so I'm in this program and um, she has us doing a daily planner and also a habit tracker. And it's kind of around eating well and taking care of yourself. So the habit tracker has the whole month written out, um, you know, just the dates from one through 30 or 31, depending on how many days in the month. And you essentially just check off a little box. If you drank your water, if you went for a walk, if you journaled, if you wrote your daily planner, um, there's a bunch of different things. And I actually started drawing little hearts on them, which made me really happy. Um, But what she was explaining that the reason that a habit tracker is really important is because our brains are built for um, dopamine. And we get a dopamine hit every time we check a, every time we cross something off a list, every time we check a checkbox, our brain kind of lights up. And dopamine is like the thing you get when you go to the casino and I don't know if anyone here plays, um, but you hit the, oh man, what are those things called? Uh, (laughs) Those machines where you pull the lever and the whole thing like ding, 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 right? And you win a whole bunch of money. Um, I want to say craps, but that's like a craps table, which is a whole different game. Anyway, anything that you win. Essentially, what your brain does is that the reward center of your brain lights up with dopamine and you get super happy and it feels so good. And so what she was explaining was the reason you want to get in the habit of giving yourself little check marks or little and really just that little reward, that little check mark gets your brain to go, ooh, yay, (laughs) and celebrates it. And the reason this is really important is because our brains are built to seek pleasure. Seek pleasure, avoid pain, make everything as easy as possible. That is like the trifecta of how the brain works. Seek pleasure, avoid pain, make everything as easy as possible. So if you think about it, if the thing that you find scary feels painful to your brain to do it, right, it's going to be harder to come back and come back. You have to do a lot of overriding of your brain. You have to do a lot of talking yourself into it, a lot of journaling, a lot of thinking about why it matters to you in spite of the fact that it feels really hard. What we're doing by giving ourselves stickers, by writing little check marks, another great example, um, Jerry Seinfeld, after, I don't know if he started this after his show wrapped, but he talks about um, the streak. So he will put a calendar up on his wall that I think is a full year long calendar and he puts an X through every day that he writes a joke. And his goal is to never break the streak. So every day write a joke and every day put an X through that day. And there's something for his brain about how it builds up day after day after day. And that becomes a thing of like, I don't want to not do one today because I'm like, you know, I've gone 30 days or 60 days or 120 days in a row and hell's no, I'm going to break that streak, right? Our brains love dopamine so much that if we give them a little reward after we do things that are hard or scary, our brain starts to think, I really want to do that again. Let's do that again. Let's do that again, right? And so this is genius because what it means is that for me, I use it creatively. Um, things like, you know, again, I like to break big things down into small little things. So journaling, which is a thing that I do about the creative process, I'll 
give my, like I'll finish a journal page and I'll just put a beautiful sticker on it. And then it kind of takes all of that, what felt like hard work of excavating my brain and really challenging my own thoughts and doing some deep work on myself. I, it kind of like goes from, oh, that was hard to, ooh, pretty. <laughs> And again, I am easily entertained. I'm a very cheap date. Like simple things make me really happy. So maybe for you, it's not stickers. I don't know. But my point is all of us get really excited about very simple things. And it could be toy cars. It could be, you know, some people pebbles work really well. They do this thing with um, jars and you fill a beautiful glass pebble into the jar every time you do something that you said you would do. Um, for me, I like this sticker because I like putting it on the page. So if I'm having a writing practice when I'm working on a script or something, I often, if I'm, you know, it's harder next, it's on the computer and I don't want to actually put, actually, I have stickers on my computer. I totally take that back, but I don't have room to continually put new stickers and certainly not on my word processor or my screen. Um, so I, to me, there's something about correlating exactly where the sticker is with the actual work. And I tend to write scripts on a laptop and not by longhand. Um, but, but there, but there's still a way to do that. There's still a way to kind of maybe take a page from it, um, print it out and put a sticker on it, right? Like it's so much about the, the closer you can link, the more closely you can link the actual doing of the thing that is scary and hard with the reward of getting a sticker um, or getting yourself a little pebble or a toy soldier comes up or a um, toy car. I don't know. There's something about little things, right? We're not trying to make it big and expensive and extravagant. We're really just – this is why stickers are also great. They're, they're fairly cheap and they can give you quite a thrill. Um, and the more closely you can correlate that, so if you can put it right on the page when you've just finished writing or, you know, if I'm working on a script uh, for an audition and I'm just, for me, working on a script brings up a lot of like, oh, I don't know what they're looking for. This is probably the wrong choice. I don't know if I'm right for this. You just, it's easy for me to doubt everything because it's such an open canvas. And so if on that script, maybe every time I sit down to rehearse, I give myself a sticker somewhere they won't cover the words. There's lots of white page. Um, it starts to create for me this like excitement about sitting down. And it's so weird because it's almost unconscious, right? It's so in the subconscious brain, it's so deep um, that you might not feel it, but it really does. And so what it, what it does for you and the reason that we're doing it, certainly from the coach that I'm working with, with drinking water and writing daily planners and going for a walk is that over time, those are not habits I have to think about. They're not things I have to work hard for. I'm like, drinking water feels joyful now. Going for a walk feels like the thing I want to do. And it didn't start out that way. It started out like something I had to really think about and plan and make time for and be anxious over and wonder when it was going to happen. And if it didn't happen, why didn't it happen? Like, it was just so much angst. And I've been doing it enough. And part of it too is that I made a commitment to come back and keep trying again when I fell off the wagon and wonder why. So like I've done work on it. Um, so that was a commitment to keep showing up. But also I've been giving myself little stars every time I do these things for several months now. And and now it it has like linked, like my brain sort of gets excited about these things. And I keep giving myself stars. I keep giving myself stickers. I keep giving myself reasons to celebrate the building blocks of the life that I want to have. So I invite you to use this brain hack. I invite you to think about, um, you know, it's, I, I like it for habits. I think that so much of the things that we want 
it's not often the really big stuff that the really big stuff gets celebrated anyway, right? Like if you get a really great big audition or you get a really big commission for a painting or you get a really big or someone buys your novel, like that stuff is sort of easier to celebrate. It's big, it's huge, it's epic. You can bring your friends and you can go out to dinner and have champagne. For me, it's it's submitting the novel to a publisher because that might take like 90 publishers and 89 rejections before it gets taken. And that's the kind of stuff where even like drafting the cover letter for the um, first publisher would get a sticker or sitting down and writing every morning five days a week would get a sticker, right? It's the things that really require consistent action and don't have a lot of external validation, Working on a script for an audition, honestly, most auditions you don't get. You're, you're there to, for them to figure out who you are as an actor. You're there to make an impression. They might really like you and you might not be right for the role. It's so much about consistently showing up and consistently doing really good work even when you're not getting the role. And that's the kind of stuff where giving yourself stickers helps you celebrate yourself, helps you celebrate the ways you're showing up that nobody really sees I feel the same about drinking water and going for a walk. I feel amazing when I do those things, but there's no one like outside cheering me for it. And there's no reason for me to go to like my best friend or anyone and be like, let's celebrate with a big dinner and champagne because I had water this week. <laughs> like Those aren't things, but there are things that really uplevel my quality of life. So they're really important to me. And the more that I can find ways to reward myself for doing a, a, a behavior repeatedly that will lead to my long-term success, that is the kind of stuff that will really help you knock it out of the ballpark um, when you get to those big things, right? Because all those repeated like the more you get in the habit of rehearsing and enjoying rehearsing for every audition, then when you actually book the role, it's easy or much easier to be like, oh, great, a juicy script. Let me go in and go all in on rehearsing on this, right? Um, when you get your, when you finally sell your first novel and you want to write your second novel, it's just, you already have those habits of writing. It's not a thing you got to start from scratch all over again. So, so much of success, so much research has shown it's not about the big moments. It's about how do you stay consistent and celebrate yourself and not to celebrate yourself, but like get your brain excited to show up and do the hard work and make it feel not so hard. So your brain is like, yeah, yeah, let's do that again. Let's do that again. <laughs> so that is my recommendation to you guys go out. Amazon is full of stickers or if you've got an art store near you, um, it is a real joy to walk around and, and buy those. They come in so many shapes and sizes. Some of them have scratch off and they smell really good. They're also really fun to share. I used to have writing dates with friends. We meet in coffee shops and um, set up our laptops and write. And at the end, I would always offer them stickers and like their eyes would light up. It's a very social communal joy, at least amongst my friends, I suppose. Um, and if you're not a sucker for stickers, I'm actually really curious to hear what you are a sucker for and what word work for you, because I've been really blessed that I figured this out for myself. And so I'm having a hard time thinking of what else you might give yourself, but um, it's such a key component to the kind of habits you want to have that I'm really open to other ideas. Um, so come find me on Instagram and tell me. Okay, my friends, I love you and I hope you're having a wonderful, gorgeous week and I will be back soon. Take care.